You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast. We are your hosts, Evie McLeod and Lindsay Roman. Hello, friend. Welcome back to the Biz Chat Happy Hour. We love getting on here twice a week with you. It makes our hearts so happy, and it's just one of our favorite things that we get to do in our work. So thank you for tuning in each week. You are the reason that we show up, and you are the reason that we can continue to do so. So thank you, thank you, thank you. If you're loving the show and you want even more entrepreneurs to get us in their earbuds each week, don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It genuinely does mean a lot. And it just in growing the show and helping us serve any more or serve more entrepreneurs. So not to mention helping us get uh, amazing guests as well. So now that we're my review pitch is over, let's talk about pitching. See what I did there? Is that, was that funny? Okay, you get it. <laughs> Today, we're gonna talk all about collabs and more specifically, how to get started with getting your foot in the door with brand partnerships. On this episode, Evie and I walk you through a bunch of our top tips and steps to get started in the collab space. From pitch emails to media kits to how to price yourself, we cover it all. If you've been wanting to dip your toe into the influencing space and get paid to promote brands or products on your Instagram, but you haven't quite known where to start, you're in the right place. Grab a notebook and let's get started. Where do you see yourself in five years? Did a little panic just set in? Like, have you ever been asked that dreaded question and thought, oh my gosh, I actually don't know. Us too. We've been in your shoes. When people ask those big questions, it's normal not to know how to answer them, right? But it's a vital question to actually ask yourself, especially as an entrepreneur. It can make or break your business and ensure that you're actually heading in the right direction in life and business. Which is why we've created a resource just for you. It is all about setting goals and how to actually reach them as an entrepreneur. If you want to discuss dreaming big, how to set goals, and then how to actually achieve them, this freebie is just what the doctor prescribed. To download, go to theheartuniversity.com forward slash goals. You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast with Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman, two photographers turned entrepreneurs and founders of the Heart University. If you're a creative entrepreneur or a motivated dreamer wanting to make the most of your life, this podcast is for you. Each week, Evie and Lindsay bring you actionable tools to uplevel your business and life. So if you're ready to step up to the plate and pursue your God-given potential, you're in the right place. You're ready to live your life and run your business to its fullest? Then buckle up, because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. All right, we are going to dive straight in, my friend. We are not going to cut. I mean, we are not going to beat around the bush, cut to the chase. That's what I was trying to say. Anyways, <laughs> we, we are going to get straight to it and break down our top tips to really getting into the collab space. So grab a notebook and let's get started. Yeah. Um, number one, start by creating a list of brands you love on social media, like brands that would be ideally your like dream partnership, right? They could be big, small, whatever, but just yeah. create a list of brands that, that you think would be an aligned fit for your brand, your Instagram, your business, all of yeah. that, and, and start following them. Oh, sorry. Yeah. That was number two. Whoops. <laughs> well, I was, yep. That was, make sure you're following them. Also, I want to say if don't hesitate to look around your life, your home, all the things and be like, what brands do I use? Even if maybe yeah. you haven't followed them on Instagram, but you're like, man, I consistently buy from X company or I consistently use X product. Don't be afraid to be like, I want to try to see if I can work with them. Um, so make sure, create a list, whether it's in your daily life or that you know you follow on social, whatever. And just please make sure you're following them. Do not reach out to a brand to collab with them without following them. I would very, very highly discourage that. <laughs> Also, I will say we've ordered these numbers very strategically of like what you should do first 
if you if you've never done it before to last, right? So yeah. the first thing, like we said, create a list of brands you love. Second, make sure you're following them. Number three, start sharing products that you love that your followers have shown interest in that you again, like Evie said, that you like have around your home that you genuinely love that fit well with your with your brand. And then tag the brand because they'll notice. And it also does something. It it helps your followers and your community. And then even people that potentially might want like companies and, and brands and shops that want to potentially work with you. It shows that like you kind of do that already, right? Like yeah. you've never shared a product ever before and you're expecting a company to like pay you. That might be a weird jump, right? Like that's one of the easiest things that you can start by, you know, getting started and just sharing stuff for free. Like we've done that so many times of just like, you know, something that I genuinely love. Hey, I, I bought this dress off of Amazon or I bought it off of this boutique down the street, like share it and tag them if, if it is a shop that is taggable. Yes. And something else too is if you've never shared products or, or brands or anything like that with your audience and you all of a sudden start doing it for paid post or anything like that, your audience is also going to feel like kind of scammed and feel uncomfortable with it. Whereas if you naturally share things in your daily life already with your audience, they're also going to feel, it's going to feel more authentic to them. They're going to recognize the integrity that you're operating out of. They're going to see, oh, Lindsay only shares brands that she actually uses and loves, whether she's paid or not. You know, some yeah. of them just happen to pay her and that's great, but there she's very aligned with what she shares. So it's not just for the brands to notice. It's also so your audience is aware of your mission, I guess, behind what you're sharing anyways. So yeah. start sharing products naturally and authentically, whether you're paid or not, and make sure to tag the brand. Something else I want to tag onto that is number four, start small. Like think mom and pop shops or local boutiques versus like Nike. Like calm down. Nike <laughs> might not want to <laughs> work with you. Nike probably doesn't want to work with me. So make sure, you know, most of us are probably not going to get brand deals with Nike or Canon for whatever reasons. But thinking small, especially when you're starting out is huge. So more local, smaller startups, boutiques, mom and pop shops, those are great places for you to start in the collab space. All right. Once you've done all of that, and you have consistently, right, like you're following all the people, you have your list, you're sharing products that you love. When you start small and you, I guess this needs to be established, don't wait for companies to just randomly magically come to you just because you have a certain follower count. Like even if you have like, a, like say you have like 4K and you're like, oh, I'm not big enough to do this. Yes, you are. You are big enough to do this, but it's not, you can't wait for people to come to you. Mm-hmm. So number five is to send a dang good pitch email. But that therefore means the ball is in your court, my friend. It is up to you to start this ball moving. When we first bought, when we first both got into brand collabs, I would, again, like number one on this list, make a list of people that I really loved that I consistently had that I'd already bought their products from. And I would have my assistant or me at the time just like reach out to basically send a pitch email. So that's what we recommend. Do not DM. I know some, depending on the, the shop or the, you know, the, the company, they, some, some weirdly like to do DMs and if that's their jam, then okay, whatever. But like in general, I think it's more professional to send a pitch email. Yeah. And if you actually go listen to episode 92, uh, how to write a pitch email, it, we give it to you straight up and it's very, very good, uh, just like succinct and it'll help you a lot if you've never done it before. But in general, um, send a good pitch email and, and don't be like spammy, say exactly, literally go listen to that episode. It tells you exactly what to do. (laughs) Yes. It literally is a breakdown of how to send an email pitch. (laughs) We love it. Okay. Number six in that pitch email, most likely you're probably going to want to include a media kit. Or if a brand reaches out to you and is interested, you're going to want to send a media kit. So 
A media kit, that's number six, is create one. Um, A media kit is essentially a breakdown of who you are, your brand values, what you share about, you know, like what are your kind of like your content pillars of, oh, Lindsay talks about motherhood, entrepreneurship, you know, whatever. The the list of this is kind of where I live in in the online space, as well as your stats of your follower count, your reach, your engagement, who they are. Yeah, all all who your audience is, like what your demographics are, all of Which that. You can you can find that in the analytics or the insights in Instagram. Yeah, absolutely. And then you're also want to have your your like pricing within your media kit as well of this is how much I charge for a post. This is how much I charge for a story series and how many slides is included or uh this is how many, you know, the quantity of uh value for the products that I want in exchange for a free post. Um, If you're in the startup phase, you might want to have that listed as one of your offers. So create a media kit. There are templates for that online that you can start with. Go to Creative Market, anything like that. There are are great spots to get started with a media kit. But having that is very helpful in pitching and working with brands. Number seven, I like uh, that Evie kind of hinted at this. Number seven is offer product for post at first. Like don't just straight out of the gate expect to get cash, especially from small mom and pop shops. I mean, some of them do have budgets for collabs, but not every business, especially if they are small, does. Um, But if you, this is like your first go around, in my experience, don't expect to get paid like at the beginning, right? Um, you got to build that up. And so what me and Evie did, especially at the very beginning, is we would offer product for post, basically meaning, hey, I will post if you give me you know, this product for free, which for us, we just genuinely went after things that we genuinely loved, right? Like make, and wanted sure, and needed. <laughs> wanted and needed, like making sure it was an authentic fit. Um, yeah. And something that you can do, which we're going to get to like the pricing a little bit later. Um, we'll give you an example, but like say your normal like price based on your following count was like a hundred dollars. You could say like, Hey, I would like a hundred dollars in product. So that way it kind of establishes how much product. Um, and that's maybe a little bit more of a stickler thing. Like you don't always have to like give that number value. Um, but it is something that you could like to share like your worth and your value of like, Hey, like this is how much following I have. This is how much engagement I have. Like I'm not just worth a t-shirt. Like, come on, let's give me some more. Um, yes. So that's something that you can do as well. Listen up entrepreneurs. Do you ever struggle with getting all of the nutrients that you need in a day? Cause let's be real. You are busy as heck. Same. Introducing Athletic Greens. We've started taking AG1 because we wanted to see what all of the hype was about. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source ingredients, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. Literally all the things. Yes, AG1 contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything while still tasting good. And a friend of ours describes it as white gummy bear flavor, and that is very accurate. (laughs) Yes, it's cheaper than getting all the different supplements yourself, and your subscription comes with a year's supply of vitamin D, which is so important to add in the winter months when you don't get as much sunlight. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash heart. Again, that is athleticgreens.com forward slash heart to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Have you ever wondered what your credit score is? 
And if the free apps are actually telling you the correct score, well, wonder no more. We have an amazing company for you, credit.com. Credit.com has a product, Extra Credit, that gives you unmatched credit coverage. It helps you build, track, guard your credit, and more. And with Extra Credit, you get 28 FICO scores, rent and utility reporting, $1 million ID insurance, dark web scans, cash rewards, and a discount to a leader in credit repair. We mean it when we say there is no other credit solution that compares. To sign up for Extra Credit, go to credit.com forward slash heart and get started there. To sweeten the deal, you can even get the first seven days absolutely free. It is just $24.99 plus tax a month after the free trial and you can cancel anytime. So go check out extra credit one more time at credit.com forward slash heart. Yeah. Well, something with that, no matter whether you're starting off with a product for post or you're getting paid right out the gate, whatever it is, under promise and over deliver. When you're first getting started with brands, brands will notice that. And ongoing brand relationships can be very lucrative and worthwhile for both parties in the long run. So if you have a brand that sends you uh, a product and asks for one feed post, do a feed post and do a story series. Yeah. If if you have a brand that you know sends you a product and they're wanting you to create some content for them and, and create one reel, create one reel and take five photos and send it over to them. Like brands will notice you doing more than what they're asking and then be like, actually, we want to pay you for the next post because what you created was so good and we, you know, we got more. Yep. So this one, let, we're gonna pay you 200 bucks. And all of a sudden you're like, wow, I got one thing from them last month and now I'm actually getting paid and they're sending me more product. So don't be afraid to over-deliver when you're first getting out with brand collabs because it will be noticed, my friend, and it will go far. Mm -hmm. So good. Okay, number nine, the juice. This is what you came for. Just kidding. Maybe you didn't. I don't know. But um, price yourself. This is how you price yourself when starting brand collabs. Now, this is like industry standard and you can, uh, people might fluctuate based off this, but this is a good place to start. Price yourself 1% of your following for a feed post. So let me kind of break that down. Um, Say somebody had 40,000 followers. If you have 40,000 followers, then for one feed post, you would charge a company or, or a shop or whatever $400 to post like a feed post, right? Mm-hmm. So it's that's 1%. Um, you can scale that back. Like if you have 3,000 followers, is that $3? Or is it 30? 30. Okay, that, so that's a little bit better. I was like, <laughs> oh, she was no. like, three bucks. <laughs> uh, might as well wait, three bottle would, deposits. Three bucks would be if you had 300 followers. Yes. Okay. Yes. Great. So that's, that's again, an industry standard, but it's a, it's a bare bones that doesn't take into account engagement. That doesn't take into account like other things other than feed posts, like stories, uh, story posts or reels. What I would do for those is take the feed post as like a general marker and th- think of like, okay, well for me, at least story posts take way less time than a feed post. So I would charge less for a story post or a story series. Well, a reel of what? Oh, I actually <laughs> I have a thought on that. Oh, do you? Because reels and stories tend to do a lot better on the app right now. So I charge just as much for my stories as I do for my feed posts. <gasps> that's tea. Ooh, okay. That's actually Cause, smart. Because I'm like, I get X no, amount that, of story that views, makes sense. That but makes I only sense. get, yeah. Uh, that makes sense. I was thinking from it from more of like a time 
perspective, like in order to take like a good quality DSLR photo for like my feed and do a caption. And usually if they're paying me, like it's like stipulations and you have to like approve a caption and like all this crap. Yeah. But you have to do that with stories too. I don't know for you. I have like mega stipulations on some of my stories. It's the same amount of work for me and they get more exposure. So I charge them the same amount, if not more. This is so good for me to hear. (laughs) (laughs) Lindsay and I are like on the episode discussing our own. (laughs) Well, regardless. Okay. What we're saying is like price yourself 1% of your following for feed posts. And then you can take it from there, my friend. Um, (laughs) If your story views are like, I will say if your story views are not as great, which some of our accounts, like the heart university has way lower. That's where you take into account like your engagement. Yes. Take into account your engagement. If your story views are like sky high or your reels typically do very well, maybe consider charging more. (laughs) Yep. That's good. I love that. Okay. Number 10, don't try to get any and every collab you possibly can get your hands on. Like make sure, I know we kind of mentioned this before, but make sure it's authentic and something that you actually use and love so that you're not spamming your followers. Cause people hate to, people can tell when things are unauthentic and, and unaligned and you're just in it for the money and it does not represent your brand well at all. So please be careful when you're getting into the collab space to only work with brands that you actually love from day one. All right, number 11, don't take no personally. Uh, You're going to get told no a lot. I've got told no a lot. I still get told no a lot if I reach out or or I get ghosted. People, there's shops out there that just do not answer their emails. Thank you and good night. No, it's fine. Um, (laughs) But it's very easy or sorry, it, like the reason for their no could easily just be like a budget or timing issue for that company at that time, right? Like you might just have reached out at the wrong time and, and it, or it could be, it could be like, they just don't match your vibe. Like maybe their product or what they're trying to do doesn't match your vibe. Maybe they just don't have the budget. I know I said the budget already, but like there could be a myriad of reasons yeah. why there's a no or why you're getting ghosted. Don't take it personally, move on my friend and don't be afraid to keep reaching out. Like yeah. I know Evie has a really great story about this. Yeah, well, I I think I've shared this before on the podcast, but I eventually landed a collab by consistently reaching out to a company for about two years. I think I reached out to them at least like two or three times a year. So it was like every quarter, basically. Just kidding. It wasn't that much, but it was at least like every six months I would reach out to this company and be like, I would love to collab. Are you interested? Hey, would still love to collab. Are you interested? Like repeatedly. Um, And then they kept saying no, kept saying no. And finally I was like, screw it. You know, it was a high price product. But I eventually was like, you know what? I really want to work with this company. So I went and bought their expensive product myself. I went and did an entire photo shoot and sent them a full gallery of like 50 images from that photo shoot of their their product and me. And I like was like, hey, I literally sent it to them for free and was like, you're welcome to use these on any marketing materials. And I would still really love to work with you guys. I got, <laughs> I got an email back and they were like, we'd love to work with you. <laughs> a great relationship with them. But I had to work on that for two years and then finally be like, screw it. I'm going to spend my own money and get, you know, a, a expensive thing and, and really work with that. So don't be afraid to get scrappy when trying to work in a collab situation. It Think outside the box. <laughs> yeah. All right. Last note, number 12 if you're building a following off of influencing and brand collabs only, like if you're trying to be the quote unquote influencer, something that I would highly recommend, especially if you are building a good chunk, like a, a good following, like you have a, a great, like a lot of people, a great lot, a great lot of people following you. I would highly recommend creating some sort of product that is your own to promote in addition to brand collapse. Like having something that you're in control of versus just promoting other people's products is a smart way to leverage your audience and platform that you're building because it's you're in control of it and you're not always reliant on somebody else 
does that make like somebody else to always be like, oh, here, sell my thing. Um, and so like, I've, I've seen influencers have like guides or presets or digital products or, or like whatever that is. Like it can be a, a myriad of things. Like I think PDF guides on certain things that you might be an expert in are really, are really good. Um, I think digital products in general, but you I mean, you could also do a physical product, but I think digital products is a really great way to just like have something of your own mm-hmm. that it is nice to sell and promote in addition to, other things. Cause then it's like, you own that. Like nobody can do anything with that. That's yours. Yes, absolutely. Well, that is the end of getting started with brand collabs. That's like brand collab 101 starting from the ground up. So I hope that was a good overview and a good rundown of where to get started when it comes to collaborations and how to get into relationship and connection and communication with your brands. Please do not forget to go listen to episode 92 on how to write an email pitch. That is probably one of the biggest and most detailed steps that you will need in this process. And we have a whole episode just on that. So go listen to episode 92. And don't be afraid to share this with your friends. If they are also interested in getting into some collabs and you have questions, come into the Heart and Hustle Facebook group and feel free to post any of your questions there. Lindsay and I are in that group. We love having communication and community in there, conversations, Q&As, all of the things. In the meantime, we love you, friend. We are in your corner and we will see you on the next episode.